When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. Let's vent. Let's vent, man. Uh, the Buffs take the first loss of the Coach Prime era, 42-6. to six. It was a rough one, not going to lie. We're going to vent, and we're going to let it all out. We are presented by Game Time. Guys, download the Game Time app. Use that code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, to get $20 off your first purchase. Whew. I said it. I said it on Twitter, man. <laughs> I've been here. Yep. This isn't a foreign feeling to me. I'm not crying. I'm not hurt. I'm not sad. I know this feeling. Yep. It sucks, but it's not new, man. Look, let's be real clear about this. Colorado just lost the game on the road. One of the best environments in college football to a top 10 team. Yep. When they were three touchdown underdogs. Yep. Find me the surprise. Did we think they could win? Yes, of course. I did. I did think they could win. And I was wrong. You were wrong. Yep. We were wrong. But let's not act like they just blew it or it all just blew up in their faces. You know, had they lost to Colorado State last week? The dunks would have been appropriate. Right. They didn't. They found a way to scrap their way out of that and win. They lost the game they were expected to lose. They lost by a few more points than they were expected to lose by. But in the end, this doesn't change anything about the Coach Prime era. This doesn't change anything about the start to this season. Colorado, they're over under in Vegas before the season was three and a half. The juice was on the under, yeah. meaning they were projected to win three games. They're three and one. So everyone needs to take a step back and check their perspective. Yes. I know that the haters want to say, ha, 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 we told you Colorado wasn't a national championship contender. <laughs> we never we said that. We didn't think that. <laughs> we didn't think Colorado was a national championship contender. No. So it's, it's a weird place to be because those who actually follow this team had a certain set of expectations and the hype that has come for this team nationally has exceeded those expectations. Yes. So then the haters think that everyone expected a certain thing. They lost a game. They were expected to lose They're three and one. They won a game. They were expected to lose in week one and then they won two. They were expected to win in week two and three. And before the season, they were expected to lose in week two. So let's just be real clear about what's going on here. The expectation from the nation coming into week four was this team be one and three. They are three and one instead. And I said it, I can't remember if it was on Wednesday or Tuesday. I said perspective, guys. Yep. And I got lit up for it. I don't believe blah, 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 blah. This is what I was talking about. You're without your best player. We know that the trenches have struggled so far all year. I don't think I'm really surprised by much. And it's a lot of the same problems we've already seen. Like... The first half, they could not get any offensive momentum going whatsoever. 
And that just, that's really what lost in the game right there. They had, at one point, I think it was nine offensive plays to Oregon's like 34. Yeah. Can't win like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> damn. My voice was doing okay for I a while. I know. Yeah. What happened? It's, it's going out on me now. Um, the, the way that this game started was very not conducive to an upset. Yes. They go down there, they score. You go three and out, they score again. And then you go, you give them the ball back, and that's when the fake punt happened. Change the game. Yep. Tip of the cap. You know, like, I hate Dan Lanning, but I can also tip my cap when he does something good. Sure. Great call. Watch the film. Saw something in Colorado's punt team that they thought they could expose. They went and exposed it. And that's football. That changed the game. Yep. Colorado gets the ball back there. They go down and score. It's 13-7. Now, who knows if they would have done that, but if they did, it would have changed the game. Yep. I agree, man. I mean, it looks ugly, and it sucked to watch. But, again, perspective. This is year one of what, is, what has already been a spectacular turnaround of a 1-11 team. Like, this was week-in, week-out stuff last year, the result of this game. So... The fact that it happened and, you know, you go to one of the toughest places to play in the country and you lose in this manner, it's a building block. Go back to last year. This Oregon team last year got the doors blown off of them in week one to Georgia. They bounce back. It's football. It happens. Totally. It totally happens. And it's... It, this is the perspective game. And you mentioned perspective earlier in the week. Like, let's not pretend like whatever happens here is the end-all, be-all yes. of this team. It's not. So they lose this game. They go back to the drawing board. They have another chance to shock the world next week. But again, they're going to be heavy underdogs. Mm -hmm. We had this team going to a bowl game. That goal is still right in front of Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Complete. There's some. There's winnable games on your schedule still. Plenty more winnable games. And who knows? This team. We saw what they could do in Week One against TCU. Who's to say they can't do it again? <coughs> and today's result doesn't change that. It's football's a week-to-week -week game, and it happens like this sometimes. You're gonna have yes. games where you struggle on the road, where you just flat out get beat. And that happened today. I know for a fact though that Coach Prime and the Buffs are gonna practice their asses off this next week. They're going to try and make sure this doesn't happen again. And, I mean, people said, you know, Travis wanted to change things. I don't want to hear that. Losing Travis has changes everything offensively and defensively about this team. What team wouldn't play better with their best player? Of course. Does it change the total result? We'll never know. But what if on the first possession, Travis intercepts the ball? Right. They go down and score. What? There's a play in the first offensive possession on second down. They go five wide. They get single coverage everywhere. Shador throws it to Xavier Weaver. He doesn't make the play. Mm -hmm. What if that's Travis? For sure. Changes everything. So I'm not going to sit here and say Travis would have made a 36-point difference in of the game. Of course not. That's not what I'm saying either. But football doesn't work that way. Right. It's a play-to-play, game-to-game type of basis. Sometimes your game plan is really bad compared to the other team's game plan. When you see a team 
lose like this, sometimes it's talent, and I think that made a big difference in the trenches, especially. Absolutely. Sometimes it's your game plan wasn't good, and their game plan was really good. Yep. And in this specific scenario, I think it was a combination of both. Absolutely. I mean, we knew going back to the TCU game that the trenches were an issue, frankly. They allowed 230-some yards on the ground defensively. Shador was still running around. He was sacked still five or six times in that first game against TCU. Obviously, there are things and there's talent that needs to be added to this team. But again, this is week four of year one. Yep. That's all right. I mean, you, you just have to ignore the people who don't understand where Colorado came from and where they're going. Yes. The goal here is to win a national championship. Not this week. <laughs> right. And really not this year. Like, of course, you start 3-0. There are going to be thoughts of, wow, what is this? Is there magic that's about to happen? Mm -hmm. But the goal is to win a national championship at Colorado. Not It, it wasn't going to happen this year. And it doesn't change the fact that kids are still going to want to play for Coach Prime. Oh, my God. I mean, this team, kids were wanting to play for Coach Prime before they even played a snap. He changes everything about recruiting and what your program can do in terms of the talent you bring in. And look, it's, uh, again, it's one week. It's a whole year. Recruits who are, no one's going to decommit over this one game. And if you do, we didn't really want you anyway at that point. More people will commit over this one game than will decommit. Yes. Because Coach Prime is going to call up every dog in the country and say, I told you I need you. Mm -hmm. Look, I need you to be able to beat Oregon. Obviously, they're not playing Oregon moving forward, but you know what I mean. Right. I need you to be able to compete with top 10 teams. Yeah. We're not there yet. We will get there. But I need you to be able to get there. I promise you. That is going to be the message from Coach Prime to the best players in the country this week. And guess what? Oregon doesn't have Lil Wayne coming out of their locker room next week. Mm -hmm. Oregon doesn't have Big Noon kickoff at their stadium next week. This is still going to be the best place to play in the country if you want exposure, if you want to be surrounded by celebrities, if you want to be a part of a movement that is different than anything else that's ever happened in college football. Yep. And just on recruiting, I mean... People are going to say, oh, the big guys, you know, they're not going to want to come now. They would probably want to come more after this game because now they see there's an immediate need yes. on both trenches. And you can come here and play day one, basically, if you have the talent. Amen. So perspective, guys. Perspective. All right. Um, A lot of people also are like, Coach Prime train ends today. <laughs> Tune into ESPN on Monday. Yep. The Buffs are still going to be in the A block. Absolutely. Tune into ESPN on Friday. Tune into College Game Day on Saturday. They're going to be talking about the Buffs. Guaranteed. And the hate was just delayed. Everyone was waiting to jump on Coach Prime and see you after week one. And they had to wait four whole weeks from the season starting. They look like clowns. They really do. Just sitting there sharpening their tools for four weeks. Now you think you're getting us? Yeah. <laughs> Three and one, man. Yep. 
Three wins was the projected total. Get over yourselves. I mean, look, they got a tough game with USC coming up next Saturday. After that, you've got two very winnable games. At Arizona State, you play Stanford. Then you have a bye against a UCLA team that just put up seven points against Utah. Oregon State's playing right now. There's chances down on the schedule. And let me just say this. I underestimated Oregon. Good for them. They were much better today than they were against Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. uh, their defense was, was legitimately a huge problem. They made things extremely difficult for Colorado. Yep. Good for them. They didn't do that against Texas Tech. I thought Colorado would be able to take advantage of that. They weren't able to. Nope. They got better. They were well coached. They had a great game plan and they executed it. So hats off to them. And Texas Tech is in year one of a complete, utter rebuild from literally the, the ashes worst up. Team. Worst team in college football last year. Yep. A lot of changes coming. Shout out to Snarfs. They hooked us up with lunch today. We got our uh, John Denera peppers. Let's go. Right on the set with the mustache right there uh, behind Ralphie there. But, man, best sandwiches in the city. In the state. In the state. You can check out Snarf Burgers as well. I'm a big sandwich guy, too. Like, I oh, love I a love sandwich. Yeah. I Might be my favorite type of food. Other I agree. Than maybe anything smothered in green chili. Um, they have the best sandwiches around. Uh, Alyssa's going to show you right here how to use... The exclusive code DMVRFANS in the Snarfs app. Just download the app, create an account, go to the more section, click on coupons, enter that code DNVRFANS, and enjoy your free sandwich. Um, if you sign up by September 30th, you're going to get a buy one, get one free seven inch sub. Shout out to Snarfs, man. Best sandwiches and burgers in the States. And then also shout out to our friends over at Game Time. This episode of DNVR <coughs> Buffs podcast is presented by Game Time. Buffs tickets, I mean, tickets don't go back on the market now that they lost. No. Nope. Well, if they do, they're going on game time. That's true. <laughs> so head on over to game time. Take advantage of the non-believers who are selling their tickets. And you can come to Folsom Field or wherever the Buffs are on the road. See Coach Prime and the Buffs uh, atone for what happened today, basically. Download the game time app, create an account. Use that code BUFFS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. You want to take us through the game? Let's go through the game, then. I mean, it was uh, it was over pretty quickly. For the fourth game of the row, the Buffs win the toss. They defer to the second half. Um, Oregon gets the ball. First play of the game is a sack. Cameron Simlin Craig runs Bo Nix out of bounds yep. to sack, but Oregon's running game just kind of takes over at that point. They march all the way down the field. Uh, Noah Whittington scores the touchdown, makes it 7 nothing. Colorado gets the ball back, and again, just like CSU, this goddamn fly. <laughs> just like CSU, no offensive momentum. They go three and out. They punt the ball. Oregon gets the ball right back. Again, same thing. Drive right down the field. Uh, very balanced attack. I don't think Bo Nix threw an incompletion until his third or fourth drive of the game. Uh, they were running at will on the buffs. Bo Nix touchdown pass to Casey Kelly. Scores 13-0. They go for two. They do not get it. Colorado gets the ball back. They start to move the ball again or a little bit. Javon Antonio's presence is felt for the first time this season. Um, but after one first down, the buffs punt. Oregon gets the ball back into the first quarter there. 
Scores 13-0 at that point, but Oregon's dry. They had a monster drive here. They were backed all the way up. Um, I believe this was a 85-90 yard drive. Scoring the touchdown pass from Bonix to Franklin. Score at this point, 21-0. They get the two-point conversion. Colorado gets the ball back, three and out. Oregon gets the ball back, and this felt like a moment that maybe the tide could turn. Jaquez Robinson gets the interception on second down. The Buffs get the ball back on their uh, own 33. So it felt like this could have changed the momentum. Sure. Um, but the Buffs just couldn't protect Shador enough. He completed some passes, but was sacked twice on that next drive. They end up punting. Oregon gets the ball back. Same thing. Run the ball all the way down the field. Uh, Bo Nix, 36 yards out, hits Troy Franklin's 28-0 at that point. CU gets the ball back. Shador sacked at least once. Can't manufacture any momentum offensively. Ball back to Oregon. I mean, same song and dance. They run it right down the field. 35-0 at this point by halftime. Third That's quarter. when it was for sure over. Oh, yeah. That's when it was for sure over. No doubt. I mean, 35-0 is damn near impossible. Unless you have, like, prime Tom Brady. I don't even think Tom Brady's overcome that. I don't think anyone's overcome that. Yeah. Um, anyways, Colorado gets the ball back to start the second half. They figure, they find some momentum. They pick up a few first downs. Uh, penalties killed CU today as well, man. They end up punting again. Oregon gets the ball back. Just run right down the field again. Runs of 16. Pass of 29 yards from Bo Nix. Um, and then a one-yard touchdown run. It's 42-0 at this point. The Buffs are still fighting, and this is something, you know, during our watch-along, a lot of people are talking about the Buffs quitting. Shador and all the starters were out there damn near into the fourth quarter, I think. Like, they were out there fighting. Yep. They were. Um, anyways, CU ends up punting again. Um, Oregon drives down the field. They go for it on a fourth and five from Colorado's five-yard line. Which felt like disrespect at that point. The, of everything in the whole game, that that bothered me. Mm -hmm. That bothered me. Um, I don't know what Dan Lanning's issue is with Coach Prime. But we've often theorized that he was the one who had the anonymous quote from a Pac-12 coach. Um, Treated us like shit. He was real shitty to us when he came on our show at Pac-12 Media Days. And... Um, and then he had the quote before the game. They play for clicks, we play for wins. Brother, you are the head coach of Oregon. One of the flashiest teams in the entire country. They are putting up goddamn billboards in New York City for Bo Nix. Also, you're saying that in a room full of cameras. Yes. Like he didn't know that that's what he was doing. My whole thing is they're 3-0 when he said that. They're playing for wins too, my guy. Yep. <laughs> Either way. He clearly has an issue with Coach Prime, uh, and it came out in that moment. If you don't like it, stop it. They did. Yep. So they stopped him. Um, you know, because I know that's what the haters will say. If you don't like it, stop it. Well, they did. Right. They stopped him. They got the ball back. Good for them. Um, but I thought that was a disrespectful moment in a moment that uh, crossed the line in terms of the code that exists between fellow head coaches. Of course. Uh, CU gets the ball back after uh, Oregon fails on fourth and five. They kind of manufacture a drive here. Third quarter ends at that point. Um, they get all the way down 
or they crossed midfield. They were actually on the call on the uh, Oregon 45. Then just penalties again. Uh, false start move pushes them back. They have to punt. Shortly after, Oregon gets the ball back. They drive it down the field. Uh, actually, they don't drive it down the field. They only pick up about 30 some yards. They end up punting for their first punt of the game. Colorado gets the ball back, and we see Alton McCaskill on the field yeah. for CU for the first time. Nice to see. It's clear that Coach Prime didn't think he was fully ready uh, to start the game today, which is fine. We're going to trust Coach Prime and the trainers when it comes to this. Yep. They didn't think he was ready to go quite yet. They did think that he was ready to go get some carries at the end of the game. So he did shake the rust off a little bit and uh, hopefully ready to be a full go next week. Uh, I'll get to his stats at the end of this, but this drive that Alton came in, Colorado ended up scoring on. Shador Sanders finds Michael Harrison six yards out on a well-designed play. Uh, they get on the board, extra points blocked, and then uh, that's basically the end of the game. Yep. They got beat. They did. They got uh, beat good, and it means nothing towards the greater mission. Uh, box score, Shador Sanders, 23 of 33, 159 yards, one touchdown. Anthony Hankerson's your leading rusher in this game. Only five attempts, but 31 yards. Yikes. Dylan Edwards, three attempts for 21 yards. Alton McCaskill had five attempts for 17. Uh, even Sivion, his one carry went off for seven yards. Uh, Zay Weaver did get hurt at one point towards the end of the game. Uh, walked off or limped off the field. He still had nine receptions for 75 yards, was targeted 14 times. He's obviously the guy now that Travis is out. Uh, Javon yeah. Antonio, though. Some moments. Three receptions for 42 yards in his uh, first game action at CU. Uh, Bo Nix was 28 to 33, 276 yards, three touchdowns. His first turnover of the year. Um, as a team, Oregon ran for 240 yards. That is now the... We talked about the fake punt, by the way. Yeah. That is the third game this season. CU has, CU has led up 200-plus yards on the ground. Look, I think it's time we talk a little bit more about the run game. CU's inability to run today and inability to stop the run today is the story of the game. That's it. Period, point blank, the end. It's not about getting out coached. It's not, a, in my opinion, it's not about play calls on offense. It's not about the fake punt. It's about you can't run the ball, and today you could not stop the run. Why are we calling screens on third and longs? I don't know. They didn't trust. I don't think they trust the protection. But what? I mean. You're not even giving yourself a chance there. I know it's break a but, tackle and go down the sideline, but but it's, you're going against what I'm just saying. I don't think that's what it's about. Yeah. To me, it's about the fact that you couldn't run the ball, and you couldn't stop the run. You will not win football games like that mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. They actually were able to do it against TCU, right? They didn't run the ball well in that game, and they didn't stop the ball the run well in that game. They won it. They brought in all of the reinforcements to stop the run against Nebraska the next week. They did it. They won that football game, but they still weren't able to run the ball. Colorado State still didn't run the ball. Shador pulls a rabbit out of the hat, wins you the football game. Today is the first time that it's really come back to bite you that you've been losing the running battle. Yeah. And you got to get 
You got to get one of those two things. I know Coach Prime said this week, and I agreed with him. You don't just run the ball just to run it. And they never got anything going today, so you can't force it, especially when you're down that quick. But you got to have the other side then. You got to be able to stop the run. I don't think they have the personnel to be dominant running the ball, though. They don't. They don't have enough tight ends to get into 12 or 13 personnel and just get extra bodies on the offensive line. Obviously, the offensive line has been struggling. Shador was sacked two, three, four, five and a half, six and a half, seven times today. You can't win with that. No, but you can't protect if the defense knows what you're doing. Right. And so it's a one-dimensional offense at this point, and Shador is fucking amazing. But he can't overcome that level of pressure. Yep. And it's we're starting to see it build up, honestly. Look at let me just use this as an example. Remember the Super Bowl that the Chiefs got blown out? Yeah. Why was it? It was just the Mahomes show. Pressure. Yeah. Tampa Bay had pressure on Mahomes every single time he touched the ball. So even the best quarterback in the world, as much as that pains me to say as a Broncos fan, the best quarterback in the world could not overcome constant pressure. There's nothing Shador can do. No. There's a couple times where he held onto the ball too long. There's a couple times where he could have thrown it away instead of taking it a sack. But in general, if he's going to have people in his face every single time he snaps the ball, he can't succeed in that environment. Just look at Bo Nix in Oregon, and I'm not going to trash on Bo Nix right now. I'm going to give him credit because he played really well today. But he doesn't. He gets to just sit back there, and he's got the confidence because he knows his offensive line is going to block. He knows they can run the ball, and it just makes it so much easier for, on him. We know Shador is a more talented player than Bo Nix. I don't think. I think that's pretty clear. To be quite honest, I agree. So Shador has an offensive line. And everything just starts to work better. The passing game works better. The run game works better. Shador's not, you know, dropping back and immediately thinking, I got to get out or I got to find an opening to try and at least find a window to throw into. So, team needs work in the trenches. We knew that coming into the season. Of course. Um, again, penalties bit see you in the butt again today. I mean, this was their most penalized game of the season 12 penalties 103 um only five for 14 on third downs they actually caught up in terms of total plays ran but still ran 15 fewer plays in oregon that's an entire drive lost time of possession didn't turn the ball over so they did win the turnover battle yeah something but yep uh, Coach Prime, we're getting a couple quotes here coming through online. He said, after the game, good old-fashioned butt-kicking. No excuses. Their coaches did a good job preparing their team. Obviously, we didn't. That surprised me. I didn't expect that. He says it as it is, man. Yeah, as always. Of course. Has been doing it since the day he became primetime. Yep. Before he became Coach Prime. Yep. Guy just says what it is. What else does he say? If we can protect two, we got a chance. Yep. Today they couldn't do it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. Shout out to our friends. Also, for just so you guys know, uh, Uncle Neely is planning on joining. We're just waiting for him to get set up. So 
Hopefully we hear from him in a second. We'll get his perspective. Shout out to Saturday Neon. Uh, the spirit of the buff's a little down today, but you guys know we still believe over here. Saturday Neon was a company started by two roommates at CU. They make officially licensed LED neon signs. They got CU. They got about 20 other teams there. Great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, basements, podcast sets, all of the above. Head on over to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 10% off of your order today. And free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. Then also shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, football season's a full swing. Get in on the fun with DraftKings Sportsbook. Still have a bunch of great games going tonight. Uh, and we have a full NFL slate tomorrow. If you want to get in on the action, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now... New fans can take uh, new signups can take advantage of their offer. Uh, I think it's two hundred dollars in bonus bets when you use the code DMVR. So yeah, just bet five dollars and you get two hundred dollars instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code DMVR. Bet five dollars, turn that into two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code DMVR. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for, available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Uh, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 Plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms. And responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Coach Prime had some bangers after the game. Oh, you got those? Um, Yeah, hopefully we'll see a little more. Maybe I'm not sure if Neely was there. I'm sure he was. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk to him a little bit more. Um, but... From David Ubin of The Athletic, he said, Deion Sanders said if teams are going to get Colorado, time is not now. Said teams better get their shots in now, which is what I've been saying Damn all day. Damn right. Haters, go for it. Yep. Y- you know that we're ahead of schedule, yeah. but you're going to ignore that part. Of course. Try and get your swings in now. Do it while you can because uh, there's not going to be a lot of the opportunities to do so. And some of the hate is just disgusting, honestly, on Twitter. It's oh, flat dude. out racism. I was just gonna say, like, it, it, it. One of the easiest things about being a Colorado fan right now is you get to be on the opposite side of racists. Yeah. Like we've always loved Colorado, but I I love that now we get to be a fan of Colorado and uh, on the opposing side of racists. It's gross, man. I mean. People were preying on this moment. Couldn't wait. And uh, it's a pretty common thread that links a lot of these people that talk shit. And the it's, amount of like dog whistle terms that are yes, coming out about exactly. this team is just disgusting. So honestly, fuck all of you. <laughs> Straight up. Fuck them, man. And uh, yeah, go ahead and get your shots in now. For sure. We'll see what happens uh, down the road here. Uh, Cormani McLean got his first uh, little bit of game time in. Look, Cormani, I, I'm in full belief of Coach Prime and the decisions that he wants to make with his personnel. But I'll say this. Last defensive play of the game, 
Cormani McLean is flying in the backfield to make a tackle. Mm-hmm. I don't think that will go lost on the eyes of Coach Prime. Maybe that's the play that earns him a little bit of trust. I think that's what he's kind of needed, man. Yeah. And I understand Coach Prime's stance on practice and playing players. He wants them to be ready. He wants them to show up and practice. But five stars are five stars. They got talent. And sometimes they just need a taste of game action to really get the gears going and really get locked into what it means to be a teammate and what it means to actually contribute to this team. He showed he can play on the field. I know it was Oregon's backups. That wasn't a player that was, you know, what's the word? I guess outshined by the moment or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was ready, and they're, they need corners. They do. They do. And like you said, some guys just need a little kickstart. Um, Cormani got a chance to go out there and play today. Hopefully that taste that he got is enough to kick him into a next gear at practice. Yes. So that he can earn the trust from his coaching staff that he's ready to go out there and play. I It was not lost on me that he made that level of play on the last defensive play of the game. Yes. That was all-out effort and a nice play on top of it. So uh, it's just hopefully that's, you know, the lawnmower getting started and, and the motor gets going from there. He's a young player, man. Sometimes young players just need a, a little taste of it like that. And yep. that's, they're off. Yep. Uh, are we ready to bring Unkin? Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll give him a minute. We'll get Unk here in a second. Um, and then a just... Of, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. I was just saying, just on Alton McCaskill, I mean, he looked like a guy who could play. Yeah, of course. He's clearly ready. He clearly has the ability. I think this is obviously just the start of us seeing number 22 running out of the backfield. Definitely. And I think you'll see him more next week. Um, Travis J was mentioned, obviously a little rusty when he got out there today. Yeah. Um, I thought I, I am envisioned him playing safety. So I was a little surprised to see him at corner. Yeah. Um, but a lot of you know versatile pieces in the secondary didn't look like he was quite quite ready to cover franklin which most people aren't franklin's nice he's very good and this is another thing like i mean if travis is out there he's covering troy franklin almost every play he went off for eight receptions 126 yards and two touchdowns i'm sorry that does not happen against travis hunter no there's no, no, no way no 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 of course not all right Let's see what Unk has to say. What's up, Unk? Uh, Yo, <laughs> where you at right now? I made it back to the room. Can you hear me? I'm good. You're pretty frozen. Nick, can you tell him to turn down? Oh, well. Tell him to turn hey, down we music. tried. Let's uh, let's see if we can circle back with Unk. Uh, he's pretty frozen right now. He is. Um. Well, just on another player's coming back. Javon Antonio showed he could play today. Yep. Talk about a guy playing with some fire, carrying some multiple defenders down the field late in the game. That's what, Guys did not quit. I'm sorry. Just watch how they played in the second half. I know the score was brutal, but they were out there trying to play and give their hearts. Uh, Jaquez, of course, had the interception. So, you know, we got some of those reinforcements coming in, and they showed that they're able to uh, 
contribute to this team. And we'll get more down the line. Omari and uh, Miller got in the game late, yep. too. And speaking of Omarians, Omari oh, Cooper, man. I thought, was the bright spot. Player today. of the game. Player of the game. Um, he fought his ass off in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was really impressed with his level of play. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it just shows. You know, you have him and Travis. <coughs> that's a fantastic cornerback duo. Yep. Who knows? Cormani gets in the, in the fold, and now you have Jaquez and Travis J in the folds. The secondary is going to be much better moving forward. Man, I feel bad for Travis. You know that watching that game was hard for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was taken out of the game by a cheap shot, and it's just such a shame. Because really I just know he was sitting there today just, just wishing that he could be out there helping his guys. You know, we saw um, we were lucky enough to have Tyler Brown on the first half of the post game, or sorry, of watch the uh, watch along. And... You saw how much it hurt him yep. not being able to be out there with his guys because he felt like he could help. Yep. Same thing has to be true for, for Travis. Of course, man. Uh, it's just a tough situation right now. Obviously, the team, you know, we let off with it. The team's being tested depth-wise already, and it's week four. Yep. Travis is going to be back at some point, um, and it doesn't probably erase uh, whatever the deficit was, 36 points, but it's definitely not as bad if Travis Hunter's out there. On yeah. either side of the ball, honestly. All, All right, we're good. What's up? Oh, okay. there he is. There we go. We see you. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey, doing good. How y'all doing, fellas? Can't complain. We're Maybe hanging in. <laughs> what did you uh what did you see? What did you think? What did you hear after the game? Uh well, let me just deal with during the game. It was just an old fashioned butt whooping, man. We we just got stomped. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of mixed emotions. We clearly were facing a team who was more prepared uh, today than we were, but I don't think that they were 36 points better than us. Uh, a lot of uh, what happened, not taking anything away from what they accomplished. They won the game. They won in all phases. They won it soundly. But there were some opportunities to stop plays. I mean, for instance, we just could not tackle today. You know, the yards that they got after first contact and second contact were just ridiculous. We did not tackle well at all uh, defensively. Then on the offensive side of the ball, we didn't block well at all. You put those two things in the hopper, man, you're going to get an outcome like you got today. Yeah. You brought up the tackling, man. Uh, and I was right about to say it right before you came on. Like, to me, that's probably the most disappointing part of everything is just like that you're there, you're able to make a play, and you don't finish it by not tackling. And I'm sure that's going to be the number one focus in practice this week moving forward. Absolutely. You heard the players in the locker room. Uh, you heard their frustration post-game. You heard them excited and disappointed as far as looking forward to what practice is going to be like tomorrow uh, and then on Tuesday. They know that it's going to be tackling drills all day long. Uh, it's one thing if a guy goes 30 yards untouched. It's another thing that when you get contact at the line of scrimmage, contact five yards later, contact seven yards later, and he's still running for 20 yards. That just can't happen at this level of football. Unc, what was Coach Prime's message at halftime? They were down 35 nothing. What was he saying to try and rally the troops? Uh, well, I talked to him on the way in uh, before halftime and asked him a couple questions. You know, for one, you know, just the, talking about the deficit, the hole that we were in. Uh, and he just said, you know, we got to see who came here to play or who really wants to play. 
and then in the locker room, you know, he understood, man, at that point in the game, yes, it was, I think, 35 they had. Uh, but just like they scored that many, we would have the same time in two quarters to do the same thing. So he challenged the team, you know, hey, man, come out, don't give up, uh, keep playing. We need to come out, score, we get the ball first, and we need to stop them. So he told the offense, hey, we got to go, we got to do what we can do because we're much better than what we put out there in the first half. And he told the defense, take it one play at a time. You know, that we just got to get some stops, get the offense the ball. Clearly, that didn't happen with the outcome of the game. Uh, but his message at halftime was not one of being defeated. It was one of saying, hey, let's let's see who wants to be here. Love it, man. Um, the offensive line, I mean, seven sacks again today. I mean, what needs to change there? What can they do there to try and uh, help alleviate the pressure Shador's facing? So here's a couple of things, man. And Coach Prime has not just alluded to it. He said it flat out uh, that we got to get some upgrades in here, you know, when this offseason comes. Uh, you know, he talked about that we're seven players away from being, you know, a high caliber top four team in the nation. And I think you saw that today. That is no slight to the young men. We have given it their all. Uh, you know, we have some excellent guys who can play some ball and high character guys. But the truth is, is that, that we're lacking some depth and, depth and talent at times uh, that we're going to face across from us and our opponent. And so we're going to have to upgrade those positions in the offseason. Right now, it is what it is. We got what we got. We got to go to war with what we got. We got to coach him up and get him better. Uh, but we just absolutely have to protect the best quarterback in the nation better than we're doing if we're going to win some more ball games. Unc, I'm curious if in that first season at Jackson State, there were any games similar to this one that you can look back and say, based on your experience, this is how they responded. Well, let me, let me answer that this way, because uh, in that first COVID season under Coach Prime, I've been with him now for four football seasons, and that we never suffered a defeat by this large of a, a margin. Uh, but he did make it clear after the first couple of losses that spring, you better get me now because you're not going to get me in the future when I get everything I need and have time to really build this program. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, went back-to-back -back undefeated in conference, two conference championships, and two bowl game appearances. You know, having having said that, man, uh, again, he understands that this is what we have and what we got to play. But today was an effort thing, fellas. Like, don't get me wrong. Number 19, if you want to go by rankings, played number 10 in the nation. But those guys are not 36 points better than us. You know, that was not a product of that we don't have talented players, don't have talented coaches. That was a product of effort or lack thereof. We did not tackle well all day long. We did not block well all day long. And even though I think that that team, you know, on paper and on the field was better than us, I will stand by it that they're not that much better than us to have that kind of point spread. And, and let me tell you this about Coach Prime. I happen to know Coach Prime. I happen to know Deion Sanders. I happen to know Primetime, those three entities that make up him. This ain't happening again, fellas. This ain't happening again this season. This ain't happening next year. This ain't happening for the, the as long as he ever coaches in Colorado. Uh, he ain't doing this again. You know, he doesn't play about losing. He doesn't play about effort. He doesn't play about not dominating, not winning. Uh, they're going to, this is going to be addressed. It's going to be fixed. And we'll see how quickly it gets fixed, you know, throughout this season. Uh, but it's certainly going to be fixed and addressed going forward. And I also say this. I've seen him lose a game before. I ain't never seen him lose two in a row. Well, they got a hell of a challenge next week. Yep. So 
they'll they'll have an opportunity to turn this whole thing around if they go and turn around and win that one. Unka, what was the vibe in the locker room just amongst the players after the game? Frustrating, pissed off. It, it was it was what you wanted to hear, you know, from a team who had just lost, you know, on the national stage on ABC in that fashion. They were mad. Uh, they were mad at their efforts. They were challenging each other. You know, there, now one thing I will say: there was no fighting or, or, or finger pointing or blaming. They were they were accepting the fact that hey guys, we got to get better. And you know, this is that point in the season. You ain't got a lot of time to get better. USC comes to town, you know, in a matter of days now. And so it was. I liked what I was hearing from the players. Uh, the coaches didn't have to get on them. The coaches weren't in there yelling at them. They were doing it to themselves and coaching each other up. Uh, and I and I'll say this, man. You know, we talked all summer long, and we, the three of us, believed that we were going to come to Oregon and be three and zero. And we knew that Oregon and USC back-to-back were going to be the measurement games for us to see where we stood nationally uh, with perennial powerhouse teams. That hasn't changed for me. We lost today. Uh, uh, We got USC coming in town, and I I like what we have. I like the way we can compete and play, uh, and we'll see where we are. But I think Coach Prime has stood on it, man, that, you know, we, we are a few players away from being what this program needs. But all is not lost. We lost today's game, but we are three and one. And when you're coming off a one eleven team to make to now be three and one, you're still pushing toward bowl eligibility, still pushing toward a winning season. You know, this is not what was me time. This is let's rally the troops, circle the wagons, and kick some ass time. Love it. Curious, you mentioned a little bit about effort and just feeling like it wasn't the best as it could be out there. Did you get the sense from the sidelines that I don't know, after they got maybe punched in the mouth a little bit, there was a a lowering of uh, of you know the morale on the sidelines. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that happens with a young team. Uh, you know, a team that is uh, young and playing together. You know, they've only been together three games at this point, and at this point, I'm talking early in the game. And I think what happened when I saw some deflation occur uh, was when we went a three and out, and then they scored, and then we get the ball and do nothing again. And you look up, you know, it's thirteen zero. By the time they scored again and got that two-point conversion, the belief impact on the opponent's sideline and the deflation on our sideline, I mean, you could feel it. And one thing, I, let me look, let me give hats off. This was my first time in Oregon, let alone at that stadium. That place is loud. <laughs> they don't sell their tickets. It was, it was you know, yellow and green every damn where. Uh, and the crowd stayed in it and stayed on top of it. You know, we knew going in, we were gonna have to make some plays to take the crowd out the game. But we didn't make any plays to take them out the game, and they never let up. Uh, that's not an excuse, fellas. That's just a shout-out to, you know, what home atmosphere can do momentum-wise. And I think it was to some degree deflating to some of our younger players who hadn't been on the road in that kind of environment before. Unc, we saw Zay Weaver kind of limp off the field towards the end of the game. Can you give us any update on him, how he's doing? Yeah, I saw the play and him get up gingerly, but I did not talk to the trainers after, you know, to see. Now, man, it, it would just be a hell of a loss if he has to sit any because he can still take the top off the field. Uh, and, you know, if you had imagined a situation where you have no Travis, have no Zay, uh, you know, that could be impactful for our production on, on offense and time of possession as well. So hoping he is able to go. He, I mean, he appeared in good spirits about it. He wasn't sullen or anything, but I did saw him, did see him have a little hitch in his giddy up as he was trying to get up and go. Yeah, we'll hope that he's okay. Uh, Unc, anything else? That you want to point out just from after the game or anything that you heard or saw? 
Yeah, absolutely. I want to say out there to uh, to Buff Nation, man, you know, again, I told you guys all the time, Coach Prime don't need no spokesman. He don't need a spokesperson, and I am far from his spokesperson. But I will tell you, having worked with this guy closely for now four football seasons, you know, apologies to Buff Nation for this letdown. You will not be let down like this again. Uh, this team and these coaches will go back to the drawing board. Uh, we're going to increase effort and intensity. Uh, we're going to get guys in here on the field. You know, there. You know, one thing I'll say, man, that uh, speaking of getting guys in here, I'm not talking about after the season. I'm talking about this season, getting them on the field. You know, you had an Alton McCaskill come back today and, and make a couple plays, and you could see the juices there. You, you, you had a, a Travis J back on the field today. The arrow is still absolutely pointing up for this team, pointing up for this season. Uh, did we get our butts whipped? No, we got our asses kicked today. There is no if, ands, abouts, and buts. Uh, if, ands, and buts about it, forgive me, but please know going forward that you're going to see a different effort for this team. And all is not lost, man. We're 3-1 and on the road, playing number 10 in the nation. Uh, it happens, but I tell you this, it won't happen again. Unka, I already asked you about the offensive line when it comes to pass protection, but running the ball, again, an issue today. We saw Alton towards the end of the game. Um, he seemed to be pretty effective. Is this going to be, you know, just the beginning of seeing him more, you know, as we move through the season? Uh, I believe it. I, I believe it is, man. I think he was sent out there a couple of times to make sure, uh, you know, that, that he was game ready, so to speak. This was his first game back. Uh, I saw a vicious stiff arm, even though the, the next person came up to make the tackle. I saw some flashes in his get off and his speed that that I like, and I think you'll be seeing more of him starting with with uh, USC. You know, but once again, fellas, we can't run the ball, and 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 we got to look in the mirror and be honest with ourselves, and we got to look in the mirror and make some effort and make some changes on how we go about it. Uh, the negative run yards, I think, were exponential because of the sacks that we gave. Up. Of course, but yeah. Point, even without the sacks, man, we were like negative yardage and rushing the ball. We weren't getting off. We, and again, man, that's an effort thing. We got great backs. We got to get the line to block, and we got to get our backs to hit the hole with some violence uh, because this team is too talented to at any point have negative rushing yards. Yeah. All right, Unc. Uh, we appreciate you, man. I think we're going to kind of take super chats and get out of here pretty soon. You're free to hang around or uh, head off. It's up to you. Hey, I'll stay and listen to the Super Chats, man. Hey, appreciate you guys. Appreciate Buff Nation and the fans out there. You know, as always, man, you know, this this is a season that we knew we're going, we were going to have some challenges in it. Today was one of those challenges. Uh, we are built to overcome adversity. I'm looking forward to next week, USC coming to town. Love it, Unc. All right. Um, shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. Block out the haters and take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Extremely durable frames and clear polarized optics. Uh, they've got hundreds and hundreds of combinations, guys. Make sure you go check them out over at the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. Then shout out to Bacchus and Shanker. If you get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families wins. Colorado families win for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices all over the metro area here in Denver. And they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, even if you're hurt at work. If you need to sue, smash the two. Two, 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 two. 
Let's find out if you have a case for free Bacchus and Shanker wins. All right, guys, hit that uh, thumbs up button. We had uh, a lot of haters and trolls come in here. Help us balance that out. Smash that thumbs up. Yeah, 13 thumbs downs from haters and trolls. Yep. Hate to see it. Unfortunate. Bummer for them. Unk still there? Oh, okay. Okay. I'll um, text him. First one up. Um, you can do Jay's comment. What do you think is our biggest weakness? I feel our offensive play calls mixed with our offensive line. Don't get me started on our defense. I mean, we've talked about it all day already, man. It's the trenches on both sides of the ball. They just don't have the talent yet at that on either side, really, to make an impact and try and, uh, you know, flip the script of the game. That was really the the thing, man. They couldn't protect Shador, couldn't get a running game going, couldn't get pressure on Bo Nix. Uh, couldn't stop their running game. I think that's where it all starts and ends, really. Super chat from Jabriel. This loss is not on Shador. He's not to blame. Just saying. I mean, Shador could, couldn't, couldn't do, do anything. anything. Yeah. It was really frustrating. Yeah. Um, the tackling was probably the most frustrating thing. The second most frustrating thing was the fact that Shador was just... SOL on most plays. He was helpless. Yeah. Really. Um, who's next? Uh, Mr. Hillsman. Been saying since Nebraska, Lewis needs to call better plays. Lewis ain't mixing it up enough. Where were the plays at the end in the beginning? I mean, Oregon was playing off coverage. They had backups in. I wouldn't look at the last drive of the game and try and apply that to Sean Lewis's play calling universally. I mean, he's kind of got his hands tied, too, with this offensive line. They don't. They can't really run play action because they can't run the ball, and they probably can't protect them play action and give Shador, you know, the three, four seconds he needs to do the play action, make the drop back, and get the throw off. So uh, he's in a bit of a tough situation right now himself. I don't know if you have anything on that. What was the question? Just uh, Sean oh. Lewis needs to be better is basically what it was. I saw someone say, like, both coordinators are trash. We can't do this. No. Can't do this thing where... One day it's the best coaching staff in the nation. Yep. And then they lose a game and the coordinators are trash. It, that's not the way football works. Um, calling plays seems a lot easier from our position. Of course it does. Than it ever is. Yep. And I said it early in the game. What did I say? The second drive? I said, look, they can't run the ball. Oregon's taking away the short stuff. And they can't protect Shador long enough for him to go long. Yep. What do you want Sean Lewis to call? Yep. Screens? Yep. He tried. Those weren't working either because yep. they're pressed up. So when you can't run the ball, it makes your life really difficult. As an offensive coordinator, when you are also at a talent discrepancy in the trenches. 100%. Uh, who's next? Z... L. Stoney, uh, please don't cuss Pastor out next week. I want to beat USC. Ryan's already uh, been forgiven and has atoned. I'm sorry. He is still sorry, too. You can blame me if you want. <laughs> if they, like, if that makes anyone feel better. Sure. It's my fault. Uh, Callum. It was more than the O-line. They were dominated if... Uh, we are average at DL, and Dion wasted Alton, and more importantly, two didn't lead the way. Um, no. One, Alton wasn't wasted today. I think 
honestly, these were valuable reps for Alton today. He got to get a taste of game action. He doesn't get hurt. Uh, he has some of that confidence of knowing what he can do. We saw him kind of bounce some runs and get downfield beyond the line of scrimmage, beyond the defensive front. Um, and then Shador just, I mean, I don't know what you want Shador to do today. <laughs> There's nothing anyone could do today. Yeah. They're getting pushed around. Yeah. There's no, like, leadership. There's no speech. There's no thing that Shador can say on the sidelines that's going to save you from that. They couldn't protect. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't stop the run. You're going to get your ass beat. Yeah. Unc, did you talk to Shador at all? Did you get his thoughts at all after the game? I did not. Uh, I walked into his post-game presser, and he he did acknowledge to uh, a reporter that there were some times he felt he held the ball too long today. Um and, and that was right before I had to walk out to, to do something in the locker room. Uh, so he was, you know, Shadur's a stand-up guy, man. Like, one, one of the things I think you saw again today is just how damn tough he is. You remember that 30 19 run that he converted? Uh, you know, the, the guy ain't no quitting him. Even at the end of the game, you know, the head coach, a.k.a. his dad, had a demand that he not go back in the game. You know, he was still trying to play in that, in that last series. Uh, so... Leadership-wise, man, he's fine. You know, one thing about it, I don't care if it's the O-line play, the D-line play, receivers, quarterback, whatever position you come up with. Y'all got to understand and remember, Coach Prime has a gold jacket in football, and he understands what he does not see in practice, he ain't going to see in a game. And some of the things that you're seeing in games, you know, you also see in practice, and that's good, bad, and ugly. And so a lot of this is not surprising to the coaching staff and you know, I, I heard you read the super chat about wasting uh, alto or something to that effect. You know, guys play when they're ready to play in practice. And when you see what they can do in practice, you know they can do it in a game. Uh, and so there's going to be some growth pains, you know, this season. We have been victorious the past three games, but you saw some lapses in judgment and performance in those games. We just turned out the winner in those. Well said. Let's keep going in the super chats. Um... Coochie Monster says, does a single player on CU start for Oregon? <laughs> Absolute cheeks on both sides of the ball. Only play made was the INT. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. What, what are we talking about here? Does a single player on CU start for Oregon? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Let me start with the quarterback. Or the guy, the best player who didn't play today. Travis Hunter. Or, I don't know, Omarion Cooper is pretty good today, wouldn't you say? Yep. Yeah. Zay is one of the best receivers in the country. You tell yeah. me Oregon yeah. couldn't use that? Yeah. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. Um, Jays, uh, you might be able to give us some more insight here as well, Unc. How do you feel about Jimmy, Jimmy dropping the ball? It is a problem. Y'all need to lay, lay easy on Jimmy, man. You know, it's not even a matter of laying easy. It's, it's almost just STFU. Uh, you know, receivers drop passes. No receiver in the world is 100%. Even the great uh, Jerry Rice drop passes. Jimmy Horn Jr. is a stud. He's a dog. He's a value to this team. He is an asset to this team. Uh, the pass that he he did drop, if you're talking about the big one over the top, it was actually, he didn't drop it. It was stripped from him. Yep. Kudos to the defense. Uh, he did have one that he missed that he had to lay out for to get. I mean, come on, man. Like, I, I accept that from Jimmy Horn because the plays I see him make at practice, he also makes in games. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll expand on it because you met you brought up his name. Jerry Rice led the NFL in drops his rookie season. Um, so 
Drops happen from good receivers. And I didn't, he didn't drop the ball today. He had a nice play made by the defense, ripping the ball Absolutely. out of his hands. The other one, he slipped. He came out of his break. He slipped. He was falling down. He reached up for the ball. He didn't get it. But, you know, you never want to see guys drop passes. But Jimmy Horn's a playmaker, man. This is a guy who had the game-winning touchdown yep. last week. He had a massive catch against TCU. So I don't think Jays was saying, like, bench Jimmy or anything crazy no, like that. No, of course not. I'll defend Jays because he's a real one. But, um, no, it's not a problem in terms of, like, something that other than you just get in the, you know, you get out there, you get on the jugs machine, and you work on it a little bit. He has good hands. I know that. Yes. Jimmy dropped the ball hey, and the score was like 35-0. Mark, you touched on something on that slip, if you want to call that a, a, a drop on his behalf. It's his pure damn athleticism that's making us think it was a drop because no other receiver in the world even got their hands on the ball the way he yeah. contorted his body and twisted back to even try to catch it. Someone in the comments just said, slip or not, it's still a drop. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who's next? Tyler with the $199 super chat. Shout out Tyler, who also texted me uh, for a fan out of state who's watching alone. The watch long is the best thing ever. So love that. He was man. tuned in. Appreciate it. It was fun for us too, at least for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray Banks says, I still believe we have some holes to fill. Absolutely. Again, perspective, guys. It is one game in the first season of the Coach Prime era. Coach Prime. Remember, I, I said this way back when. Coach Prime tells you about it before it ever happens. Well, Coach Prime said I still need seven, eight dogs yes. to get to where I need to be. He didn't say this team is perfect. This team is going to go win a national championship. This team is going to blow out Oregon. No, he said I still need seven to eight dogs. He's right. He, you, see, you still see holes. So does Coach Prime. And, and, you know, RK, before we go to the next one, Jay, in that regard, I don't know another word for dog, but let, let's let's say puppies. As we wait on these seven and eight dogs to come, this season some of the guys who are puppies are going to grow into dogs. We're not resting right here. These, it's not like the coaches have stopped coaching. It's not like you're in a situation where this is the best this team is going to be, what you witnessed today or at three and one. The players that need to play and get better are going to be coached up and get better. And you will see in the weeks to come, you know, Alton McCaskill is going to be a bigger and better running back for us. Uh, you're going to see Travis Jay out there making plays for us. Write all these names down. Screenshot and record is going to happen. It's not like we have stopped the win train at three. We have a lot of more wins in us this season. We just ran into a bus all today, man. Yep. Uh, Big Dog Frito says, I'll be the first to name Alton McCaskill the Kraken. I like it. Sure. <laughs> it's right up there with dime. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. He said it's right up there with dime time. Uh, <laughs> uh, B. Harris, we need more shallow crosses, middle screens to stop uh, flow, the rush, and talent is talent for real. We still come and stop the senseless penalties, one hundred percent, man. Yep, keep it rolling. Uh, big dog fade again. Oh, this is this is the same one. I it might just be a double super chat. Thank you again. Lane train all the way says, uh, cut the cameras. Okay. Cool. Yeah. If you think, no, it's fine. You think it's over? Cut the cameras. It's over. Just watch. Yeah, you're still going to watch anyway. Guess what? Cameras aren't going anywhere. And, <laughs> and you're going to keep watching. Exactly. He's still and it ain't be over. Here. It's just getting started. 
Uh, wait, Jay hey, McNeil. Is, is, are they saying that we lost today because of cameras? No, they're saying that because they lost, the Coach Prime era is over. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay McNeil you know, said. What I thought they were saying was ridiculous. What they were actually saying is more ridiculous. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of that out there today of, oh, it's over now. And the hype train, the Coach Prime hype train is over. It's like, guess what? Big Noon's coming to, to Boulder next week. Yep. <laughs> Cameras are still coming. And uh, last I checked, Dunk, you're not going to you know, give up recording videos and stuff after this, right? Man, absolutely not. One, one thing I, I absolutely love about Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, is, man, he will show you the good, bad, and the ugly. Like, he ain't going to... Mm -hmm. Walking off the field today, there was a lot of coaches who would not have stopped and talked to me. He still stopped and talked. You know, it was 35-0. Like, he ain't built that way, man. Like, this, this is, if anything, you're going to see more inside stuff on how this team turns around and improves. This is not going to be where you go into turtle mode. This guy does not mind the scrutiny. He doesn't mind, doesn't mind the questioning. He doesn't mind the challenging. And he knows that's going to make his team better as well. So if we get interviews with Shadur when he's leading the nation, you're going to get interviews with Shadur when he got sacked eight times. Nothing changes. 100%. Let uh, me just say this. Shout out to our sponsor, Game Time. If people are going to get low on the buffs all of a sudden, yep. head over to Game Time because the games are sold out. So maybe you can uh, sneak in and buy a ticket at a cheaper price while people uh, you know, say the stock is going down. And use promo code BUFFS while you're at it. Yeah. That's a great point, RK. Great point. <laughs> Uh, Jay McNeil, I mean, what took us out today was what we've been talking about since TCU. It'll work out in the end. It's just one game. Great perspective. Yeah. Appreciate you, Jay. Absolutely. Uh, SMY, smooth seas do not make skilled sailors. Great Love comment. Love it. Thank you, SMY. Uh, the Bexter Family Ballers says, what do you think will be the game plan against USC's offense and defensively? How do the Buffs win? <sighs> Got to get pressure. Got to make turnovers, man. You know what? You're absolutely right, Jake. You are absolutely right. Let me let me throw a log on that fire. We got a damn tackle. Yep. Got to protect your door. If you and, and Jake, I know you're going to do this because you're the stat guru, you know, and you really deep dive into film, and you're and you're very talented at what you do uh, in that regard specifically. Watch how many plays that had excessive yardage after first contact that also extended drives and they scored on those drives. Yep. And then if you reverse engineer and see what would happen had the tackle been made even at second contact, we would have been getting off the field on third down instead of extending drives that they ultimately scored on. Tack Don't get me wrong, offensive line played horrible today, but Shadur has been sacked multiple times before and we won. Tackling killed us today. Something as fundamental as eighth grade football, it was all down to tackling. I mean, look at the fourth and two early in the game. I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but Cam Simmons and Craig was in position to make a tackle behind the line of scrimmage and immediately give the ball back to the buffs, and here we go down the other way. But tackle's not made. The guy gets past the marker. Drive continues. Oregon scores. Yep. I can't wait to watch the film breakdown on it, man. I'm telling you, it was... It was extended drive after extended drive. That let, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that announcer say, uh, seven plays, 76 yards, touchdown. Like, I mean, and, and we were in position on third down 
we made the play. We we got the guy. We 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 made contact. You know, short of the marker, we just didn't bring him down. Yep. All right, uh, just a handful more here. Uh, Jay Z says uh, Dan Lanning doesn't have any class. I don't think you're gonna get any, gonna get any pushback from this uh, panel. I'm not a fan. I'm I'm pissed that we don't get to play him again. Uh, ZL Stoney says in Coach Primary trust 100. percent We believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't, something's wrong with you. Yep. Hey, you know, hey man, if you don't, let's let's just say you're a non-believer. One thing you can believe in is math. Like I told you guys before, haven't seen this guy drop back-to-back games. And I know we got USC coming. I, I get that. And I know they're number five. I get that. Haven't seen him drop back-to-back games ever. And if you look at his college coaching record, including here in Jackson State, he is a guy that you better bet on every time because he exponentially, astronomically wins way more than he loses. Absolutely. Yep. Amen. I mean – no one has ever in their life bet against Deion Sanders consistently and won. Yep. You will always lose <laughs> yep. if you try to bet against Deion Sanders. He always gets you the might get laugh. him one time, like this week. But on the whole, you are going to lose betting yeah. against Coach Prime Deion Sanders. Absolutely. I don't know how by how much, but this time next year, Apple stock will be higher than it is right now. And it happened last year, and the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. Deion Sanders is Apple. It, it ain't a trillion dollar valuation for nothing. It's going up. Also, well Alyssa, you can put up the one that said it was my fault. Oh, I got rid of it. I don't know where it went. By the way, I heard that one when I was logging on. Man, whoever originated that we lost this game and this badly because you cussed at a pastor, we need that on a shirt. You guys love making shirts at the <laughs> We here it is, right here. In the S-bomb at a pastor. It's Josh S. Josh said, I think we had a chance till RK talks to the pastor. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can put it on. Honestly, put it on me. That's fine. I can handle it. I can handle it. And on the real, I, I'm going to find uh, Pastor Smith this week, and I'm going to apologize to him and hopefully clear the air of any of the uh, bad juju that you guys think I caused. Hey, speaking of Juju, my he can play. Yep. He can play for sure. He can play. He led the team in tackles again today. Ten total tackles, four solo. I, I know it's hard. Forgive me for interrupting the super chat, Jake. I know it's, no, I know it's hard to look at highlights and, 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 and you know positives when you get beat this bad. But that guy was out there making some plays, man. He was he he in this another example of how over the long haul this defense is going to get better and there by this team because you got guys like Juju. For sure. And guys like Juju are going to keep coming to see you. Remember, he's on, I don't even think he's been here a month yet. So th that's going to keep happening no matter what happens the rest of the season. Uh, players want to play for Coach Prime. Yep. Uh, P says, shouldn't we have run more plays that have Shador throwing quicker? Even Oregon was doing that winning next week, he says. Oregon was sitting on that stuff. That's what I was trying yep. to explain early. Oregon's Oregon's plan was take away the short stuff and then rush the passer. Yep. And they executed that to perfection. You know, RK, you here's the problem. You're too smart. <laughs> like you like you you made your intelligence made that so simple that it's actually gonna confuse people. <laughs> 
Thank you. So let, 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 let me try to dumb it down because your answer was, was so brilliant. Hey, guys, when we measure the 40 time and a guy runs a 4-3, which is hella fast, that means it's going to take him anywhere from four and a half to even almost five seconds to get 40 yards downfield. If the quarterback drops back and his line doesn't block for at least three and a half seconds, how the hell can he throw the deep ball? And so Great if the linebacker is sitting on the underneath routes where he has no checkdowns, a sack happens. Yep. Great. I mean, you, you simplified it. Yep. And, and that's that's the point is Oregon said, we're not going to give him three and a half seconds. So get those corners and those linebackers and those safeties up near the line. Don't let him get the ball out of his hands quickly and trust your defensive line to get there before the, those offensive players get behind you. That's and they did it. Yep. Uh, super chat from Agilon, Michael Sarate. Thank you, sir. 500 somethings. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but thank you. Uh, Bexter family ballers is back again. How does prime get the team prepared this week? I mean, it's just back to business, man. They'll prepare harder than they have all season. That's for sure. Yep. Ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, I've seen coach prime take a loss before, you know, they're going to meet tomorrow. Uh, there's still going to be a practice tomorrow for those players who had 60% or less than the snaps. They'll practice anyone with 60% or greater has kind of a walkthrough practice. But that team speech tomorrow is going to address this loss and address how we move on. Uh, and then when it goes out to practice and then Tuesday for the first padded practice, man, it's USC time. You know, Tuesday morning is going to be the scouting report on USC and we're turning the page. This happened. You can't make it unhappen. You can't unring a bell. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube. You got to move forward. So Coach Prime is going to move forward and get these guys ready to play USC. Allie just texted me. She said, I need it to be made clear. You did not curse at a pastor. You cursed while talking to a pastor. Yes. She that said, or else point. my grandma will be not happy. Right. So save me, great point. Save me from exactly. abuela and make <laughs> sure that that yeah. point is clear out there. You, you did not say, hey, Pastor, you do a smith shit on you. That would have been cussing at him. You just used the word shit in a sentence while he was talking. Thank you. Uh, and you used it in a positive way. It was I a, did it use was it. Like an exclamation. You were excited. One day I'll live this down, but it's not coming anytime soon. <laughs> and it won't be this season. <laughs> the Waddy Way says, great job, Jake and RK. I'm flying in from Canada on Thursday. Looking forward to the adjustments being made for the USC game, including McCaskill getting some more touches. Sko buffs. Shout out to you, man. Can't wait to meet you. Let's go. We'll see you at the tailgate. Hey, brothers. Uh, that made me remember something. A couple stopped me at the, at the game, came down, you know, to the, to the wall there, took a picture, and they shot it out DMVR in the pregame show partnership, and they flew from Texas to Oregon for this game because of this broadcast. They're That's awesome. awesome. That's, That's amazing, awesome. man. Our fans are uh, incredible. Buff Nation's incredible. Uh, IW says absolutely unk too much trying to strip the ball at the point of contact instead of wrapping up ball carries and letting your help go for strips. I completely agree. Yep. First guy cannot be the one going for a strip. Yep. Um, Wadi way again. And he says, and thank you, uncle Neely. Sko buffs. Let's go. Got all his bases covered there. Jabriel again. No more watch along. We own three on watch along. We probably won't. <laughs> Maybe late in the season, but we'll be at all the other ones. Yep, yep. Uh, Joe Ramirez, last one. We had three? Oh, Celebration Bowl. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. 
Uh, Joe says Dion lost uh, three games in a row at JSU in 2020. Um, I don't really remember 2020 JSU, so I don't know. I can't okay. remember. That's you know, all you want. He's talking about the COVID season. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's always one guy. Of course. All right. We made it through. We made it through. Man, I appreciate all of you guys for riding with us. For real. Um, I think you can tell from the tone from Jake, from myself, from Unc, like this did not kill anything. No. This was a step in the process. And we've always known that this team was not perfect, that there was things that needed to improve. They were, you know, Shador pulled a rabbit out of a hat and saved them last week. Um, this team is not perfect. There's a long way to go to get to the goal. The goal is win a national championship. That is, there's a long way to go to get there, but a lot of their goals are right in front of them this season. They are three in one. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you can tell from the way that we're talking, this, this isn't some big step back. This isn't some surprise. This isn't some nail in the coffin. This is a step in, in the process. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna get out of here, Unc. If you want to hang on, we'll talk to you after uh, we end the show here. But shout out to you guys, Buff Nation. Really appreciate y'all. Thank you for uh, tuning in for the watch along. Thank you for tuning in this show, and we'll be back on Tuesday. Let's go, Buffs. Let's go, Buffs. Let's go, Buffs.